I'm Simon King, and this is What's Wrong. I want to talk about honesty in the world and why it is somewhat of a uh, diminishing commodity. It seems to me that maybe in the world of social media, and I've talked about this before, about how you know we live these artificial, inflated, not real lives online, this, these Instagram, this pretense of everything going well. It's like an attempt to peacock to other people uh, about how great our lives are, how much we're doing. It's it's, it's sort of a self-reassurance thing more than anything else. I am good. I am doing things. I am valuable. I have worth. I I bring a lot to the table. Um, And that, in a sense, is ego, too, is shoring yourself up against, against the world. I am I am valuable. And here is how I am valuable. If people refuse to believe that I'm valuable, I will I will show people how valuable I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to get into a a place where I'm um, attacking people who have confidence because I don't think that's a good idea. I think confidence is really necessary. And I think that that having a good sense of self self and a good uh, personal value is very important. That's not what uh, I mean when I talk about the honesty of things, because I think if you accomplish something, you should be proud of it. Hey, I finished that novel I was writing. Good for me. Hey, I lost that 20 pounds I was going to lose. Hey, good for me. Now, walking around and telling everyone about how they should change their lives to be just like you because you did a thing, maybe not the best way to approach that. And that is where ego and vanity sort of kind of come into it, which is like, I did a thing, now I know the best. That's not always ideal. Sharing knowledge is different. I finished this novel. Let me tell you how I managed to get past the writer's block or actually focus on the the next three chapters when I've done the first three and I couldn't finish it. That's a different thing. But going, this is how you do it definitively because of blank. Uh, That's um, not not necessarily, I don't think, the right way to go. I think that's an ego thing. And so I'm not, when I talk about the dishonesty in social media and about how the the inflation of, like I said, the pretense of our lives, who we think we are, who we pretend to be, because um, everybody pretends to be something a little bit, to a degree. Um, you know, no one is completely 100% honest all the time, always, with everything that they think they feel they do, because you can't. And that's not, and it's also, that's yours. That's your world. It's your stuff to keep to yourself. You have things that are private, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, keeping stuff to yourself. That's, that's, that's important. I'm not talking about you have to bare your soul. What I'm talking about with honesty and how honesty is a diminishing commodity is that we tend to default, go to inflation or unrealistic representation of ourselves kind of more and more these days and and there's this there's this thing where people will uh will do it for numerous reasons one they'll do it to make themselves feel better about themselves and appear better they'll do it to inflate themselves they'll do it to accommodate other people oh you like motorcycle racing i love motorcycle racing well i have only you know i've only watched it once but i guess i could say i really like it because it'll make this person like me that's also not great. I mean, being, uh, you know, able to compromise and come halfway to things and communicate with people and share with people and learn, that's very important. But to put yourself in the back seat and let someone else drive your life is not a good idea either. So, you know, I am this person, all of a sudden I'm not this person because someone else doesn't want me to be. Uh, that's a dishonesty. That's dishonesty to yourself. And being honest to yourself and true to yourself is so important. I um, am not honest with myself about a lot of things. I, 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 I lie to myself and I manufacture things, good and bad, um, that change my perspective on the world and how I believe or because you manufacture an image of yourself.
And we, we do that. We always have done that. Humans have always manufactured images of themselves. You comb your hair. You know, styling your hair uh, is not dishonest, but it's, it's manufactured. That's not how your hair normally looks. Do you dye your hair? Do you tweeze your eyebrow hair? Do you, I mean, there's nothing wrong with these things, but they're not who you are raw. Now, that's not a dishonesty thing. You know, putting hair dye in your hair is not dishonest. You're simply just, it's not like you're saying, oh, I'm actually 25 when you're 45. Well, that's dishonest because that's not true. But if you say, hey, I'd like to look a little better, there's nothing wrong with that. That's pride in yourself and your appearance. And, uh, and some, some would say adhering to social convention. And, and, and that is understandable and acceptable in that. That is, again, not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is how in a world now where dishonesty, false information, fake news, all that stuff is a real problem where the information we're given... Let me start this by saying that, that we are essentially mentally the same creatures we were, you know, 100,000 years ago or whatever, 200,000 years ago, with the same think meat in our head. We just adapted and, and evolved a little bit, but the, 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 the capacities are still there. And what we're doing now is, you know, 150 years ago, you got information from people you knew. If you could read, you got it from that. Sometimes there was no news. You got it from what you got told, what you were told. You got less information in your entire life than we get in a day um, now. And if you were lucky and you also had less uh, because of that, you had less opinion on those things because you had less things that, you know, you can only build a house out of how many bricks you have. And if you weren't given a lot of information, you didn't have that many bricks. And that's kind of, you know, why it was in some ways a lot easier to function mentally in the old days. I think, I think the physical hard work of the old days is much, I think, physical life for, for a lot of people. And I say this coming from a, a North American, you know, middle class, uh, you know, one of the wealthiest countries in the world. I live in Canada. It's, it's, it's an incredibly wealthy country. So from my point of view, life is definitely a lot easier than it was in the, the 1800s. I, I know there's parts of the world where it is just as hard, if not harder. But I would think that mentally, what we were required to do in terms of mental gymnastics and of mental workload in terms of um, how we're forced to adapt to everything in the world and and try to maintain ourselves under a constant barrage of misinformation and even information that's not made, but just a constant barrage. Uh, you know, if you think of it like this, in the old days, the sun would come up and the sun would go down and you got used to the fact the sun was up and you could handle it. Now we're living under a strobe light all the time. And as the strobe goes on and off, things around us are moved and we're supposed to be able to keep up with this. And it's not surprising that a lot of people can't. I think, you know, there's an overload. I know I feel it personally, a burnout, an overload, too much information, too much going on. And my brain is not uh, happy with this. Even if you can handle it, it's it's like driving on a gravel road. It's, it's jarring. It's constant. It's exhausting. And, um, and, and so dishonesty, at least, uh, you know, being dishonest or being, you know, giving false information or changing the way things are to has become so much more par for the course, because I believe that it is almost like a pair of sunglasses in that strobe light, in the sense that it doesn't take the strobe light away, but it makes it easier for you to handle it. If you can manufacture your own reality to a little, to a degree, not, not say tomorrow there will be elephants that can fly and the ground will be made of lava. That's not what I'm saying, but 
if you can manufacture, if you can build your own reality in some way, in some small way, if you can augment your reality to make it more comfortable and palatable for you. Oh, well, I'm fluent in Mandarin. Well, I actually only speak five words in Mandarin, but I'll say I'm fluent in Mandarin because I wish I was fluent in Mandarin and that makes me feel more like I am because if I say it, I'll believe it. It's sheltering oneself in, in half-truths. And so real honesty, real honesty about who you are, about what you're capable of, where you are in your world is, is getting more difficult to find because the world, you know, kind of... Um, kind of uh, augmenting your reality, changing things, being half true, being everything is, is the, is a good adapter for how the world has got, you know, to, if you want to believe something, you want to believe someone's, we do this with people. Oh, well, she's not really like that. She's just having a bad day or he's not, you know, he doesn't mean that He just thinks this. Well, the honest truth is they probably are. They probably are like that, but you just want to make it more palatable for you. Oh man, I didn't give that homeless guy money, but I'm not a bad person. I just, well, no, you're not a bad person, but you have to accept that in that moment you had an opportunity to do something that was good and you didn't. Now, that doesn't mean you're bad, but the dishonesty of saying I'm a good person all the time. Well, that's not true. You say I'm a normal person. Sometimes I do really good things. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I don't. As much as you must give yourself credit for the positive things you do, which you should, you absolutely should. You must also accept the responsibility for the negative things you do and stop trying to blur the lines around that to make anything negative you've done seem more positive. I have been a professional comedian for 20 years. In that time, I have said jokes on stage and done things that are no longer appropriate under the magnifying glass of today. They were never done or said with hate. None of it ever was. So the motivation behind the the, the, the material, the way I behaved on stage is exactly the same. I wanted to entertain people, make people happy, make people laugh. I wanted to get a message across. That's always been the case. The delivery system for that information has changed because times have changed. 20 years is a long time. 15 years, five years is a long time. And I tweeted this the other day that if you've been a comedian for more than five years, you definitely, pretty much definitely have said something on stage that under today's magnifying glass would not be appropriate. There's nothing wrong with that. That's understandable. Not changing is not accepted. Adapting is necessary. But if I was to say in 20 years of being a comedian, I've never said anything wrong, I would be lying to myself. It would be untrue. And I would be doing myself a disservice because it means that I wouldn't be preparing myself for the changes that will come in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I wouldn't allow myself to develop the toolkits that I need to be more uh, adaptive and more honest with myself. Honesty is a great weapon against the world. As much as dishonesty or lying to ourselves or lying about our lives online or whatever it is or bending the truth. And I'm not talking about necessarily outright lies. I mean, I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm talking about this is personal stuff. I'm not talking about like news and information. That's that's a totally different animal. We'll talk about in a little bit. But but in terms of personal lives, in terms of your personal feelings, if you uh, are dishonest a little bit, that helps you get a short term sugar rush hide from the truth feeling that is good. It feels good. It feels good to kind of give yourself a break, lie yourself. And also as someone who beats themselves up all the time, um, I could use a bit of that. I mean, I think a lot of people could, there's a lot of people out there who kick the shit out of themselves all the time. You don't want to do that either. But if you don't 
accept the truth of who you are and try to make the changes appropriately. You will never become the person you're pretending to be. And ultimately, the sugar rush of lying to yourself will wear off unless you're psychotic. You will eventually accept the fact that you've built this hollow shell around yourself. You don't want to be that. You want to be solid all the way through. And the only way to do that is every time there's a, there's a weak link, you fix it, right? The, every time there's, a, there's a, a piece of stone that's loose in the wall, you, you mortar it up. And the only way you can do that is if you acknowledge that stone is loose in the wall. Because if you go, well, that stone's not that loose, and then, and then the stone next to it's not that loose, eventually, from lying to yourself or saying, oh, my wall is 10 feet tall, when it's actually only five feet tall, which means that it's not gonna protect you like the 10-foot wall you want. I don't know if my point is coming across, but what I'm saying is that, that building completely artificial worlds around ourselves and, and lying to ourselves becomes a snowballing problem where, you know, it starts out as little things where you're like, oh, I'm this person or I'm that or that. And before you know it, you, you, you lose yourself in this whirlwind of, of not, uh, of kind of pseudo reality, augmented truth. Now, that's on a personal level, the things we can do to avoid that. I'm not, say, I'm not saying get out on Twitter or Facebook or whatever poison you have, open the closet door and let everything fall out like a Warner Brothers cartoon. That's not what I'm saying. I personally like to be very honest on social media, on the internet. I, I try to be as honest as I can. I lie to myself sometimes about things because it makes me more comfortable with who I am or makes me feel less bad about mistakes I've made. I'm not saying... I'm not saying I don't do that. Of course I do. Of course I do. I'm saying that, that that's going to happen, but the trick is to recognize that you're doing that at some point. And after the, the, the hot water bottle has warmed your feet, the, the dishonesty has made you a little less cold, you can then maybe look back on it and go, okay, well, if I'm really honest with myself, I probably should have done this. But it's important to me that I project this image or whatever, and I'm going to draw the line at this one because I really need to maintain that... I'm not saying you have to let the whole house of cards fall, but once in a while, it doesn't hurt to, uh, before you put the thing up about, you know, uh, way I, I bench pressed 285 today at the gym instead of 265. Before you do that, why not just put 265? It doesn't make any difference to really anybody else. All you're doing is lying to yourself, but now you're lying to yourself in a performative way. Which is, you know, now you've got to come back and deal with that as well. If you're honest about who you are and the mistakes you've made, and, and if you're honest about where you are in life, uh, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like wearing a fake Rolex. Eventually, someone's going to figure out it's a fake Rolex. Instead of embracing the fact that, and that now instead of being someone who's just working on maybe making a little more money, now you're someone who's a liar, so it doesn't matter if you make that money now. Now no one really trusts you, and you can't really trust yourself. Honesty to yourself is very, very important. And, and like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a process I'm working on. I'm trying to get better at it. Uh, I try to, to at least be overtly honest. I, I try to talk about, um, I, 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 I try to tell no lies in my, in my, in my life. I try not to, um, other than white lies, you know, like, oh no, I didn't get you anything for, you know, uh, Mother's Day or whatever that you did or whatever it is, you know. That's different. I'm talking about like I, I went through a period of time when I was young when I lied all the time because I hated myself so much that I would just lie. I just was I was scared too. I was scared all the time. I was scared of upsetting people. I was scared of making mistakes. I was scared of not being perfect. And so what I would do is I would lie. I would lie to make myself seem more interesting to because I had a lack of self-esteem. And so that's another thing too is is low self-esteem 
you know, um, anxiety in yourself or, or kind of feeling like you're not enough, one of the symptoms of that is, is, you know, lying all the time about, about who you are and, and lying to yourself. Now, in the terms of being destructive, uh, lying by the media, by news, by politicians, by people who have, who are supposed to be trustworthy, which is laughable, but are supposed to be lying, um, and manufacturing false truths and lack of honesty in things like, um, you know, look at the U.S. election with the the big lie about the, the votes being stolen. That's detrimental incredibly because what that does is not only does that, I mean, obviously it's being done for a power play and push agendas, blah, blah, blah. But what that does too is that now um, almost normalizes lying. And that's why I say truth is becoming a diminishing commodity because if you normalize lying, if you normalize disinformation, then what happens is people have a hard time figuring out what is real and what is not. It's like a deep fake video. Deep fake videos are going to become a real fucking problem for a while. And then it's going to put everything back to zero. And here's what I think. I think what's going to happen is, and for anyone who doesn't know, a deep fake video is where you can basically computer generate the face of someone like say you want tom cruise eating an ice cream cone you can just go eat an ice cream cone and then someone can put tom cruise's face on your face and now it looks like tom cruise eating an ice cream cone and that technology is already so good that it's getting very difficult to determine what is really real and what is deep faked so when we know we're being lied to when we know we're being told mistruths which is an example of this has happened with the pandemic People are suspicious, not just because some of them are suspicious, but because they know they are being lied to about lots of things. And they are. That is correct. That's not a conspiracy. You're being lied to about a lot of things. Maybe not specifically about pandemic stuff, but about stuff your entire life. The people in charge have been lying to you. And you know that subconsciously. And so when someone comes along and gives you something to question that you think you understand, like masks or vaccines or whatever you think you... it gives you a way to download all of this distrust onto the head of a pen. So what's going to happen is when we no longer have truth as a baseline, when every video could be fake, when every news story could be fake, when everything people post online isn't real, at what point do we lose attachment to the world other than our very small space? That's why lying to yourself is, is dangerous too, because then that's infected yourself as well. So now you can't trust what you see online. You can't trust the news. You can't trust half of the people you know. And now you can't trust yourself because you're not even, because in order to survive in this world, you think you need to be more untruthful. And that's why I'm saying the antidote to this is honesty. Brutal, um, often uncomfortable honesty is what's, what, what the news needs to do is go, this is what has happened these people have died, or this is who was protesting here, or this is what this does to you, or this is why this food is poison, or the, give you the news, give you the honest, give you the facts in an unequivocal, unquestionable way. No opinion on the fact, just the fact. Fact is A. Because then if you form your own opinion, if you're, if you, so you're told that your politician, the one you like was involved in a scandal. Now, you can either A, choose to blindly believe that and be like, oh, evolved, I no longer like this person. Or you can choose to blindly be like, well, that's not true. There's no way that's true. Or you can realize that honesty is somewhere in between and find that truth and search it out and be prepared for if it is not the answer you want. 
I went through this early on with the pandemic. When the pandemic very first started, uh, before it was even a pandemic, but back in like February or so, I very much believed this was another blowhard bullshit fake, uh, you know, Ebola's going to kill us all, AIDS is airborne now, whatever the fuck, um, you know, the media had turned it into. Because I fell into that trap of, I don't believe them, I don't trust them, because it's never fucking true. And uh, as it turned out to be more and more true, and as it turned out to be more and more, I, I started to come around and then, I, you know, I've accepted it. And I, I'm actually at the point now where I feel like the initial way that I handled this in February or so was uh, very early March was a little bit off base. It wasn't exactly the way. But I also looked up a bunch of scientists and stuff who felt the same way. Now, I look that up because I wanted to make myself feel better about being more glib about it initially and not ringing the alarm bells, even though I still maintain what I have said before, which was there was entirely too much panic and entirely, and it is what it is. And people need to realize that, you know, by the time they've counted all the cases that they haven't actually gotten everything, it's, it's not, it's not an extinction event like we were being played out. And it's, and it's still not, will not be an extinction event. And we have to stop acting like it. And the hoarding of Lysol and toilet paper and stuff and all that. So that's the, and the, the behaviors towards Asian people and everything is fucking disgusting. And I still maintain that that was, is gross and disgusting and unnecessary and a product of being lied to. And there was a huge amount of hype that isn't necessary around it that causes things to get inflamed because people profit off chaos. And that's exactly what is happening and has happened. Um, so I do maintain that that is something that I still believe. However, looking back on it now, I think to myself, well, maybe I was wrong to, to blow it off so easily because there were some people. So I, I decided to Instead of lying to myself and being like, no, other people definitely believe like this, like other scientists, like uh, other scientists, like actual scientists believe this stuff, believe that it wasn't that serious. I decided to swallow the hard pill and start looking. And initially, I, I found stuff that definitely would not be considered confirmation bias. It was a lot of like, no, we knew, we knew in February this was a problem. You know, WHO's ringing bells early on, this, this. And I thought to myself, well, I'm a fucking dipshit. I, I'm not as bright as I thought I was, which is generally what I consider that I'm not as bright as I thought I was. Um, but in this particular instance, definitely not as bright as I thought I was. But then I kept looking and I found something, you know, a few articles that were the other side of it, which was like, no, um, you know, we, we, we didn't ring alarm bells because we just assumed it was yet another inflated. So what's the truth? The truth is halfway in between the two. The truth is um, I personally should have been... Um, more honest with myself initially and being like, ah, you didn't read it right. But also, um, I'm not alone in that. So I'm not, I shouldn't beat myself up and say I'm dumber than I thought because a lot of very intelligent people also had the same thing. So now, is it, is it okay to be wrong if you're wrong with a group of people? Maybe. Is it okay to be right if you're, you know, right by yourself and no one else is behind you? Yeah. Okay. You can look at those perspectives. But the honesty that I needed to accept was that, um, I perhaps didn't judge things the way I, I think I should have. I can argue till the end of the day about where I should have been on that or where I was on that or, or who believed the same thing as me or who didn't. But when it comes down to it, I look back on it and I go, in honesty, I probably made the wrong call early on on that. And I should have, uh, should have been a little more attentive, but you know, that's means next time I'll be aware. If I just maintained the belief that I was, uh, no, no, I've done everything right and everything. Next time I'll do exactly the same things. I won't learn. I won't grow. And so misinformation 
and, and, and this sounds like blame passing, but misinformation and constant, um, uh, untruths by media and by social media and by everything pushed me to a point where I questioned things so much so that I didn't really even, I was, I was dishonest with myself and I didn't, you know, and so the commodity that you need to combat this, the thing, the currency to fight back against this micro, uh, microcosm of personal war that happens. And I think with a lot of people is you need to be more honest you know, you need people to come out on the media and be like, hey, we're, we're, we're blowing this up a little bit. We're, we're kind of over, over. Maybe, you know, in retrospect, we panicked a little bit. It's not as bad as we thought. Or, you know, in retrospect, this politician, yeah, they're not good, but they didn't do this. Or maybe maybe the politicians wouldn't lie so much. Or maybe teachers could tell you the truth if they, you know, if you've ever been lied to by a teacher. Or maybe your parents shouldn't lie to you. It, it, it's a culture of, like I said, dishonesty are the sunglasses that we use to protect ourselves. And I think that that's, we got to take them off if we're going to be able to handle this, if we're going to see. And that means everything from, you know, uh, if you use a filter on your photos, uh, you don't have to tell everyone using a filter, but if anyone asks, you should be like, oh yeah, that's a filter. Or if you go, if you, if you take a picture standing next to a Lamborghini and someone goes, you got a Lamborghini, you have to be like, no, I just stand next to a Lamborghini. Because then that, because the, otherwise the person's going to be like, well, how did Dave get a Lamborghini? I don't, we work at the same call center. What the fuck am I doing wrong? It, it's, it's, it's hurtful to you. It's hurtful to society. If we cannot figure out a way to find a baseline of truth anymore, of honesty, of reality, we are going to destroy ourselves. Because, you know, it'll be it, gravity. The gravity of honesty is gone or will be gone. And we'll just be floating around and no one will know which way is up because there's no reference points anymore. And so truth and honesty, uh, even even in our daily lives in little ways, is, is so important. And there's nothing wrong with being wrong. But there's everything wrong with changing the world, your, re- your reality, so that you're not wrong or so you feel better about yourself or so that you can get the views you want or whatever the fuck it is. There's everything wrong with, oh, it's just a little tweak here. It's just a little tweak there. Well, eventually it's just unrecognizable. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I, uh, I apologize. I've, I've, I've been very busy. Um, I'm glad to everyone who's still listening. I, I, uh, I have uh, I've, I've got a Patreon. I'm going to be putting out, um, a little while ago I got a Patreon and I put uh, for patrons, uh, it starts at a dollar, a little over a dollar a month. That's the minimum they'll let me charge. You can pay whatever you want. Um, I, there's only one tier and that's for anyone who can join. So if you've got a dollar a month, you can sign up. I've got a, there's one album on there. Uh, one for the money, the clean album is on there two for the show, the darker, dirtier version. So what I did was I did, I wrote a set called one for the money to do clean album. And then I thought it'd be fun to do exactly the same jokes, but deliver them differently, like edgier or darker, whatever the fuck it is. Swears, swears in language and stuff of the same jokes back like on a, on a, on an album called two for the show. And it was kind of, they would kind of be like a concept album too. Now I I can't release two for the show. I haven't been able to release two for the show. I I recorded it in the middle of 2019, but I can't, I can't release it because I've got a special that's going to come out. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, so kind of, worked my way around that by putting it, I'm going to put it on Patreon before the end of the month. So anyone who subscribes on Patreon for as little as a dollar or whatever a month, uh, you'll not only already up there is, is uh, one for the money. You can download that, but two for the show will be coming out before the end of the month on Patreon only. 
It's the only way you're going to be able to get it uh, on Patreon. Just go on Patreon, uh, sign up, uh, access the patron posts, download the album. Like I said, it starts at a buck something. If you really don't have a dollar, if you really, really don't, uh, message me. All right. But like, you know, let's be honest. Um, I'm trying to do more of that. I'm trying to do more kind of Patreon content. I've got a couple of really cool things that I'm working on right now that are keeping me busy. I've also uh, started a new podcast that I'm just, it was a live podcast and then we went into lockdown here, so I can't record anymore. I've got the first episode recorded um, and it is called, uh, uh, I'm Simon King and this is not my podcast or this is not my podcast with Simon King. And what it is, is every, every week um, I have uh, a guest on who instead of a guest is actually the host and I turn into the guest and they make the podcast about whatever they want uh, everything from, you know, from, I don't know, like, uh, carpentry to moon landings or whatever one. And then the podcast is about whatever they want. I don't know before I get there and I have to try and keep up. It's kind of fun. It's silly. We've recorded, recorded one episode of that. I'll put that on Patreon too. If you want to hear the first episode of this is not my podcast, I will put it on Patreon as well. Um, so you can hear that it was recorded live. Um, so the audio is a bit it, like there's some noise in the background because it, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to, but you can still hear the whole podcast. It's really funny. Um, and, uh, and you can listen to that. So I'll put that up there as well. Uh, the beginning of, uh, June. So for Mar, uh, for, for May, um, there will be a copy of, uh, two for the show on, on there. So you can get one for the money, two for the show. And then I will also in June, put up a copy of my new, this is not my podcast, which I think might be a Patreon only com- podcast anyway, but we'll put it up. Hopefully we can record some more of those soonish. So yeah, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash this is Simon King. That's patreon.com slash this is Simon King. And you can um, sign up there, hopefully subscribe. And that'll be awesome if you could do that. And yeah, and I'm going to uh, also this another podcast. I can't officially say I'm either a part of it or not, um, but uh, the podcast is called Pumping It. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger's podcast. I may or may not have helped write it or be involved with it in some way. I can't say. It's on the Comedy Here Often podcast network. It's called Pumping It, the Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast with Kevy. It's very funny. I, I think you'll really enjoy it. There's like 10 or 12 episodes out there. I think the latest one, they had Christian Slater on, and that was really pretty funny. So uh, yeah, check that out too if you can, and they'll um, there's uh, some links to that on my Twitter. I'll put a podcast Twitter link to that as well. And uh, my Twitter is at unfamous and the podcast Twitter is at www.skpodcast. You can send me a letter at www.skpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you on Patreon. We're gonna, I'm going to try and do a Patreon cocktail party too at some point. Um, we just got to get everything sorted out there and make sure we got enough people who are on board with that. I think it's like 10 or 12 people will do a cocktail party. So uh, yeah. We will uh, hopefully see you there. And that is What's Wrong This Week.